Hello, this is Ruth Haley Barton, and you're listening to the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast. Through the season of Advent, we've been having a series of conversations on the scriptures for the lectionary readings from Cycle C. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of having a conversation, we're actually going to have different voices from our staff read one of the main passages from Cycle C of the lectionary that carries us from Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. We'll be reading from John's Gospel, verses 1 through 5, and then verse 14, and we're going to be doing it in Lexio Divina fashion. But first, I want to just give a few comments about this holy movement from Christmas Eve into Christmas Day and how we can enter in and continue to stay in this great story of our faith. Friends, here we are. It's Christmas Eve, and it is the fullness of time. It is the moment when we move from the Advent season to the Christmas season. Christmas Eve marks the end of the season of waiting to now a season of fullness and receiving the full presence of Jesus and opening ourselves to this fullness of joy and to wondering what it will mean to have Jesus now here fully present with us. And so throughout this season, we have waited together symbolically with all those in the biblical story who waited for the first coming of Christ. And we've learned many lessons from walking with those who were involved in the first story of Christmas. And we know that we're still waiting with alert anticipation for the second coming of our Lord in glory sometime in the future. And now we have this opportunity to watch for what we might call the third coming of Christ, and that is how Jesus comes to us in the here and now. In the midst of our longings and our questions and all that is still not yet right with the world, now we're watching for all the ways, big and small, in which Jesus comes and makes a difference. And so today on Christmas Eve, we see the manger scene now with life stripped down to its very barest essence. We know that Mary has opened herself completely to the will of God. We know that Joseph has chosen to stand with her and against all odds has trusted God's strange and mysterious ways. And now a baby has been born, bringing life and love, hope and healing to the world. And so as a gift to all of you, our listeners, we want to enter into a Lexio Divina experience with one of the scriptures for Christmas Day um, from the book of John, chapter 1, and John's description of this fullness in time. So as we prepare, I encourage you to maybe set aside a particular moment to experience this Lexio Divina process. We're, we're uh, dropping this on Monday, but look out at your week and see if there's a time when you could set aside a few moments, not when you're driving or when you're shoving it into the nooks and crannies, but a time when you can actually quiet down and sit in a quiet place with your heart and hands open to the Lord and to have a moment of quiet celebration of the reality of the incarnation of Jesus Christ. So Lexio Divina is a Christian practice that's been in our tradition for many, many years. It goes all the way back to the Desert Mothers and Fathers. And it's a process of interacting with Scripture where we expect to encounter the presence of Christ, where we understand that the Scripture is the living word. Um, it's inspired to us today, just like it was back when it was inspired in the in the hearts and minds of the authors. And so in the Lexio Divina practice, we seek to open ourselves to the living, active presence of Jesus through the Holy Spirit, 
versus being overly engaged with our minds. This is not a Bible study. This is not an exposition of scripture or anything like that. This is an opportunity for you to open and to hear a personal word from God to you on this special day. So we're going to read the passage four times, and I'm here with members of my staff again so that we can hear different voices read these scriptures. And in the first reading, we'll be listening for the word or the phrase that strikes you. And that's a word that might be louder, more distinct. Maybe it brings about a visceral reaction, like our stomachs fluttering or tears behind our eyes or something like that. And I'll read it twice so that you can really claim the word that you believe is from God for you in this moment. And then there'll be a silence that follows where you get to just savor the word. Don't try to apply it. Don't think about it really hard. Don't do anything with it except just savor it as God's word to you. In the second reading, You're now going to listen for the way in which your life is touched by this word. In other words, what in my life needs to hear this word right now? And then in the silence that follows, just sit with that part of your life that needs to hear the word and receive that word into your life, that place in your life that really needs it. And then in the third reading, there will be an opportunity for you to listen to the invitation from God for you in this passage. So now you've received the word, you've savored it, you have a sense of what part of your life needs to hear this word. And now in the third reading, you're going to listen for God's invitation to you or God's challenge to you that's contained within this word. And so in this reading, the silence will be a little bit longer so that you can allow a dialogue to emerge between you and God. So when you hear an invitation, the polite thing to do is to respond to it. And so in the moments that follow, you're going to respond to God and the invitation and the challenge that you've heard from him and let a conversation unfold between the two of you where you tell God how you feel. You let your most honest response come forward. You just say it. You just let it all hang out. And then you listen for what God has to say back to you. So that silence will be just a little bit longer. And then in the final reading, you're going to listen to the scriptures, but this time just rest yourself in God. So in this reading, Oh, and the silence that follows, you just drop into a place of faith and trust that what most needs to be done in your life, God will do, that it's not going to be you making stuff happen, but you're going to rest in God knowing that God can bring about what needs to be brought about in your life. So the final silence is just a resting silence where you rest yourself in God and trust him for what most needs to be done in your life. So let's begin, and I always like to encourage us to begin with a little bit of preparation. And what I mean by that is to, first of all, settle into an open posture before God, which is why it's better for you to do this in a space versus while you're driving or anything like that. So you want to express with your body, you know, uncross your legs, uncross your hands. You want to express with your body that you are open and receptive to whatever God wants to bring through these moments. And it's also really helpful to breathe deeply, to take several deep breaths and allow your breath to help you to get in touch with the Spirit of God deep within, that Spirit who is closer to you than your breath, that Spirit who wants to breathe in and through the Scriptures even now as the Scriptures are read. And so in those breathing moments, you can breathe in the presence of Spirit, sense yourself breathing in the presence of Spirit, and then on the exhale, you're breathing out cares and concerns and any obstacles that would keep you from being fully present to God right here and right now. 
And the little phrase that the little boy Samuel prayed in 1 Samuel 3 when he learned from the priest Eli to say to God, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And that's a beautiful prayer to help us to enter into this moment. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So I'll read the passage the first time, which will actually be two readings. And in this reading, you're just to listen for the word or the phrase that strikes you. And then in the silence that follows, savor the word that you've been given. I'm reading from the Gospel of John, verses 1 through 5, and then verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And now in the second reading, you're to listen for the way in which your life is touched by this word. In other words, what part of my life, what aspect of my life right now needs this word? And then in the silence that follows, just allow the word of God to speak into that aspect of your life that needs to hear this word today. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth.
And then in the third reading, you're invited to listen for an invitation or even a challenge from God. Now that you know the word, you've savored the word, now is there an invitation or a challenge to you contained within this word? And in the silence that follows, you're going to let a dialogue emerge between you and God where you hear God's invitation or challenge and then you actually respond to God as a result of hearing this invitation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And then in the fourth reading, you're invited to just rest yourself in God. In this part of the reading, you just trust that whatever needs to be done in your life, God will do it. You don't need to work really hard or make the applications or bring a lot of human striving to it. You just need to rest and trust that God will bring forth in your life what most needs to be brought based on the invitation that he's given you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth.